And so by mixing in those various marketing pieces, we ensure that we're appealing to each type of customer or prospect. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, i check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and on this show, as you are well aware, if you're a loyal best ever listener, that we get into the good stuff on real estate investing. We cut out all the fluff, and we go straight to the stuff that helps you move your business forward, helps your real estate investing business go forward and be more profitable. Uh, and today, we've got with us Sean Caldwell. How you doing, Sean? Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on the show, my friend. And Sean is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he is he's actually the founder of Charlotte Print. And Charlotte Print works with real estate investors and lenders and, and other professionals nationwide. And basically what his company does is they do everything from a turnkey standpoint for direct mail. And today we're going to talk about the fundamentals of direct mail marketing. And I don't have any affiliate relationship with Sean. I don't make any money off of him getting sales or anything like that. I just know that it's important to focus on direct mail based on previous guests that I've had on the show and my own experience finding off-market deals. And direct mail certainly is a major component of generating leads. So really, this is about how to get more leads coming your way. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk to somebody who 
is on the kind of the back end of things because he's able to see a lot of different types of approaches and he's able to see what works and what doesn't, what his clients are continually doing. So I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation with Sean. And Sean, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to ask you before our show, what's a non-real estate related fact about you? I'm an avid home cook. Oh, all right. What's your favorite dish? Well, I don't have a favorite dish, but uh, I'm really fond of Italian food. So anything Italian, count me in. Oh my God, I love Italian. Lasagna is my number one, <laughs> my number one meal of choice. With that being said, Sean, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background in real estate and how you help real estate investors and what your focus is on now. Sure, sure. So I I started out uh, as an entrepreneur with a digital marketing company. Um, we did well with that, got tired of it, sold my interest, and moved to uh, printing. And in the process, realized how big the real estate industry relied on direct mail. And so, uh, as any entrepreneur knows, particularly real estate investors, where there's a need, there's an opportunity. And so we filled that void, and I've been helping real estate investors with picking lists, mailing lists, uh, with coming up with copy for their uh, mail pieces, as well as printing and and obviously mailing those pieces and helping them sort of systematize things in terms of how do you answer the phone when a prospect calls, what sort of information should you be gathering, what's your follow-up process look like, really just making sure that folks have a really clear picture of how to generate leads, how to manage them, and then obviously how to fulfill them from a uh, marketing perspective. You mentioned basically the process, you know, from picking lists to mailing the list, copy for the pieces, printing the pieces, mailing them, and then, you know, how to generate the leads and how to follow through with them and close. So what are some things that you mentioned to your clients that are surprising to them? I think probably the biggest thing that's surprising to most of our clients is that direct mail requires some follow through, right? So uh, a lot of people will come to us and say, oh, we we want to mail 5,000 pieces. And when they don't get the response that they expect, they become disappointed. And my response to them is that direct mail, like any other marketing, is a campaign and it requires constant touches. And the reason why is because this person, you're marketing to someone who doesn't know you. And over time, you have to build the relationship and build that top of mind awareness so if and when they are in a position to sell, they can recall you and contact you to buy their home. So I'd say that really having reasonable expectations in terms of direct mail is probably something that a lot of clients struggle with and we have to really go through with them uh, once they come on board and work with us. And knowing that going into it, it's going to be a continual process and you're going to need to mail it out to the individual more than once. Do you go in with a certain messaging strategy so that the first time you reach them, you say this, then the second time you reference the first time or you're a little bit more casual with them or conversational, and then maybe third and fourth time you're kind of playing with them because it's like, hey, I haven't heard from you yet. Do you do that or is it the same piece over and over again? We try to stick to the script and keep the message singular, which is we want to buy your house. 
And the reason why is because we want to buy the house regardless of their circumstances, any problems that they're going through. And so, you know, it, while it's it sometimes is cute to uh, sort of uh, mention that we've we followed up with them and we haven't heard from them, it doesn't really, based on some tests that we've done, it doesn't really positively impact uh, the response rate or the close rates. And, and really what we want to reinforce through all, to all of our marketing is that, you know, regardless of the situation or the circumstances that we want to buy the house. And so the simpler we can make that message to our prospects, the better for them and the better for us. Why would somebody have other messaging than, I want to buy your house, here's my phone number, here's my email, I close quickly, all cash? Why deviate from something like that? That's a good question. You know, there's certain marketing list that we want to target that we may tweak our marketing message a bit to, right? So if we're marketing to uh, absentee owners, uh, well, then, you know, they, these are, you know, folks who possibly could be tired landlords. And so uh, including verbiage about dealing with bad tenants would be relevant to them, right? If it's an owner-occupant situation, well, they don't have tenants, so we wouldn't want to include messaging like that. So it's it's really, really dependent on the market that or the, the prospect list that we're mailing to. But in most cases, for most investors, they're marketing to absentee owners, um, and so there, there are several issues that absentee owners have to deal with in terms of you know, bad tenants and, uh, and, and wanting cash and, and just being able to sell as is because they know, frankly, that uh, with a lot of these situations, they can't sell through the traditional means, uh, i.e. a realtor. So really just kind of having a series of, I guess, components of the marketing message really is all-encompassing and and allows us to cast a wider net to a larger prospect base. Let's go back to the campaign scenario where, and I think anybody who's done direct mail will agree that it takes multiple touches, so you have to mail something to the same person more than once. How many times do you have to mail it until you need to take a look in the mirror and be like, this just is not working with this person? (laughs) Good question. So we encourage our customers to examine their their list every six months because there are going to be some prospects who did sell their home but did not sell it to us. And so we want to make sure that those folks that have sold their home, we're not marketing to, and that those people who are uh, looking to market, sell their home, that we're reaching them. So we always advise our clients to uh, refresh their list every six months. And if you're refreshing the list every six months, is that based on the assumption that you're mailing stuff out every month? So basically every six mailings? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We would not, you know, frankly, if a person's going to invest in direct mail, there's really no sense in mailing once or twice and skipping months. It should be consistently for six months. Okay, so essentially you're on a six-month cycle. Yeah. Okay. And when you do a direct mail campaign, is all of the information identified ahead of time as far as the messaging? And it's just, okay, it's, we'll say, January 1st, and I know we've gotten everything locked in, loaded, and now it's on autopilot until July 1st? Right. So we... 
when we set a client up, we go over the whole campaign from months one through six. And so in that process, we, we talk about what's our marketing message, who are we marketing to, and then with us, we use a series of marketing pieces for two reasons. One, each prospect responds to marketing pieces differently. So some people prefer a pictorial postcard, some people a text postcard, some people a professional letter, some people a yellow letter. And so by mixing in those various marketing pieces, we ensure that we're appealing to each type of customer or prospect, but also that we're differentiating our marketing piece from our competitors. Because a lot of guys would just send out postcards and one postcard sent six times in a row looks like the same person uh, marketing versus if I send out you know, a different piece every month, it looks like that person's receiving ma- uh, mail from several investors. So it just widens our, our opportunities to, to market and to, to, get, uh, to get deals. Does that contradict the building a relationship with the person over time since it looks like it's coming from different people? No, because we, we keep the marketing message consistent, which is we want to buy their house. Who they buy it from, the seller doesn't care. Um, and so we'll include the same address, mailing address, and the same or return address, the same name. We just mix up the pieces. But it's the same message sent to the same people from the same investor. Got it. And do you work with investors who are buying multifamily and looking to do multifamily targeting for owners? Most of our business is, is single families. We, we get every now and then multi, few multifamilies, but our bread and butter are the single families because that's where the, the most of the average investors are playing is the single families. And how much does it cost? Can you break out the different cost components of, let's say I want to reach 5,000. Well, first off, what are the expectations um, as far as the response rate if I mail out 5,000 within six months? Okay. So with, with direct mail, each subsequent mailing will yield a higher response rate on average. And so with postcards, we see about 0.5% response rate. And that's for a small text postcard. If we're doing a, a large pictorial postcard, then Excuse me, it goes up maybe about six. If we're doing a yellow letter, uh, we see about a one, 1.5% response rate, about 2% for the, we also do greeting cards. And so on average, uh, an investor can expect to see between 0.5 and about 2% if they are consistently mailing. And again, it just really depends on, you know, if they have a really good marketing list good mailing list and are mailing to them consistently with the same message. Um, every now and then you see you know, a customer who will get you know, a 10, 15% response rate. You know, that's an anomaly. But on average, between 0.5 and uh, 2% for each mailing is to be expected in terms of response rate. And why would somebody do a small text postcard at 0.5% if 2% is a greeting card? Why wouldn't you just do greeting cards? Again, with our marketing, we want to make sure we appeal to any and all prospects. And so having a multitude of marketing types, uh, marketing pieces, ensures that we can 
uh, reach those different prospects in a way that they're, they want to receive our message. Some people like the cuteness of a card. Some people like to read a, a text postcard. Some people like the simplicity of, of a, a yellow letter. So it's really dependent on the preference of the prospect. But from a marketing perspective, uh, we want to cast a wide net market to as many prospects as we can, and one of the best ways of doing that is having different types of marketing pieces. Makes sense. And uh, now back to the question I was kind of going towards, if I want to mail out 5000 a month for six months, how much would that cost? Oh, wow. 5000 Let's see. Assuming I don't have a list, all I'm coming to you with is a type of person I want to reach and a city. Okay. And I want, I'd like for you all to set it up so I can forget about it and I just handle the leads that come in. Sure. So as far as the mailing list is concerned, we typically refer our clients over to ListSource. We actually have a checklist that, uh, that they can use to build out the equity list. And then once they do that, then they send it over to us. Um, but as far as the mailing is concerned, um, if we were doing five thousand, you'd be looking at about twenty, about twenty one hundred dollars, and that's five thousand pieces, four by six postcards, double sided, fourteen point card stock. And that's for it to be mailed out every month for six months. Correct. That's printing and mailing included. And uh, the way that our system's set up is that we have uh, we have timers set up so. We know when it's time for a customer to be ordered, so uh, we handle that two ways. One is that they can go in and manually pay for that job. Or two, they can just save their car on the file and then authorize us to, to process the payment and to begin the fulfillment end of it. But it's a pretty, pretty turnkey um, system as far as that's concerned. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Best advice is to is that you are in the business of marketing, irrespective of your ability to buy a property, to sell it. Um, if you cannot attract opportunities, you don't get a chance to, to sell those deals. You don't get a chance to put tenants and put buyers in it. So uh, really learn how to be a really good marketer. And that, I think, more than anything, is will take your business from where it's at to where you want to go. Very, very true. It's something that I constantly am talking about. And it's really interesting that we really are in the business of marketing, regardless of what aspect of real estate we think we're in, because we're always looking for either the deal or the money and how to put those two pieces together. You ready to jump into the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. 
best ever listeners, we've got a treat for you. Our, our previous best ever guest, Pat Hyben, you can check out his episode 310. It's titled Renting to Section 8 in College Students and All You Need to Know About It. He's got a special treat for you. And I would listen up because if you listen to that episode, you, you'll notice the very first quote, uh, the intro to the episode he talks about how he makes $50,000 monthly um, and his expenses are 19000 through real estate. So he knows what he's talking about. He's got a special offer where if you're interested in taking your business and success to a whole new level, go to his uh, his website. It's hybendigital.com forward slash six step audio. That's hybendigital.com forward slash the number six step audio. And you'll get a copy of Six Steps to Seven Figures by Pat Hyben, who is also a best-selling author. So you got to go check that out. Best ever book you've read? Risk at Florida by Robert Kiyosaki. Best ever listeners, you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. And then also I uh, interviewed Robert Kiyosaki on this show. So just Google Robert Kiyosaki, Joe Fairless, and you can go check out that interview. What's the best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? I felt early on and I felt hard. And what it taught me was that you never make it. Business is a fluid thing. And as an entrepreneur, regardless of what business world, you have to be highly adaptive if we want to not only survive but thrive. What did you fail in? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I, I uh, when I first, first got into the printing business, I, uh, I did not know much about how to market a print business and listen to me I'm, I'm not taking my own advice about marketing I began to uh, I have all these overhead costs staff and rent and insurance and I was leasing equipment and so forth and, and I had all these overhead expenses and, and I was not it's not making the money and to break even and, and obviously not make a profit and so it very quickly ran through my savings and realized that uh, I needed to shape up or uh, things would, uh, would be really bad really quickly. So, yeah, I did. I made some adjustments, uh, got really good at marketing a print business, and uh, things things turned around for me pretty good. What was the tipping point in the turnaround process? <laughs> I'm not sure about you or, or any of the, the, uh, the listeners, but... Uh, I, I uh, have a, a girlfriend, and uh, she she uh, she's not the easiest person to <laughs> to live with at points. And so she was just telling me, "Hey, you know, you, you better get this thing straight, or or else." And so <laughs> it was pretty 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 easy uh, easy decision to make from there. So uh, it was definitely definitely a turning point in my life in that business. <laughs> Ultimatums are all, always motivating factors, especially in relationships. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what would you say is the one key aspect of the turnaround process that actually turned it around? Modeling. So finding others who were successful at what I did and duplicating what they did day in, day out. So I did extensive research on all the big players in the printing business and found out what they were doing, how they were doing it, and then we just... You know, step by step, implemented things, and then you know, at some point things started to, to work in our favor. So I would say modeling was was the uh, the thing that we got things changed in the right direction for us. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? 
we are in a process of rebranding uh, to a national company so that folks don't just think of us as a Charlotte company that just works in Charlotte and, and services Charlotte company or Charlotte businesses. We want to be recognized as a national company. So we're going through a good branding process and, and putting in systems and processes to, to make sure that we can handle the demand that comes with being a national company. Best ever way you like to give back? Charity. One of the things that we're doing right now is we're donating 100 sports coats and shirts and ties to uh, kids who live in at-risk communities. I mean, we're going to help them with job readiness training and, and interviewing and those sorts of things. So definitely giving back to those who are less fortunate than I am. And you talked about the biggest mistake you've made. Is there anything else you want to elaborate on that, or do we pretty much cover that one? Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I have. I don't think I have anything else to add to it. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> What's the best ever place to reach you? For real estate folks, probably Bigger Pockets or on our website at uh, www.charlotteprint.com. That's www.charlotteprint.com. And Sean was nice enough to give all the best ever listeners a, an exclusive 10% discount on any of their printing needs. So you can go ahead and go to charlotteprint.com and just put in best ever and you'll be able to get 10% off. And again, it's not an affiliate thing. I don't make any money off of it. Just uh, looking to help you all out and help Sean out get some more business. Awesome. We appreciate it. (laughs) Sean, thank you so much. And it's my pleasure to do what I can to help you out. And and thanks for being on the show and everything you're doing for your community there in Charlotte. And then also, you know, talking to us about the fundamentals of direct marketing and uh, the cost implications, you know, on that hypothetical 5,000 piece example, what the response rates would be and the cost implications as far as 2100, printing and mailing it out, not including the list, and the importance of making your message singular. You mentioned that a couple times, and that was reiterated throughout. So thank you for being on the show, sharing your direct mail marketing advice, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Wonderful.